0: Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never should have. Never should Never should
1: have. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. I'm your host, Steve friend Jr., and today is day 43 of our 100-piece challenge. We pulled Wild Way today, and as I listened to this song, I kind of had an alternate listening today. Before. I've always thought of this song as a really beautiful love song. You know, she looked across the booth while she was recording the song to her husband Mark who was in the recording studio and she said I hate you, I hate you I do. I hate that you're the one who can make me feel gorgeous. And that they had this like connection while she was recording the song and that at the end of it all he looked at her and said, I hate you too, wife. And that was how they said, I love you. It's that you have this power over me in this way that I can see myself or that you have a power over the way I do see myself. And vice versa. He was confirming that it felt the same for him too. And how beautiful that is. And that, you know, that's the mark of love is that this person can make me feel a certain way with just just a flick of your finger. It is that? Easy. And I love that story. Nothing changes about that story and my love of that story. But then today, as I was listening to it, in regards to our 100-piece challenge, finding the better, wholer version of ourselves, trying to become that, trying to edge towards that, I thought, I don't want to be. Like, what can we do to avoid being that person that lets others dictate how we feel about ourselves. And that's never, is that ever going to be a thing that we can fully get away from that? I don't know. We have a whole life here. In the 28 and a half years I've been on this planet, I've never found a way to be remarkably and fully and wholly myself that I don't honestly care what anyone thinks of me. You can say I don't care what anyone thinks of me, but is that True. And I found this article. Here's a. <laughs> I found an article. Are you letting others dictate your happiness? Am I? That's the name of the article. And it's by Patrick Colemeyer. And this comes from. That wonderful publication, linkedin.com. And here it is, humans are a strange breed. For starters, we are warm-blooded mammals that have hair and produce milk like whales, only slightly different. Second, we are self-aware beings. As we grow older, we learn more about ourselves while only asking more questions about our origins and how we fit into the world that we know. As time passes, many of us start to see that some folks never leave the world that they know, and others, well, they yearn for the adventure to start something new and uncomfortable in their lives. Some of us create our own happiness, or the pursuit of it at least, while others drift through life and let others take control. It's a tough balance, especially in the working world where lines are drawn and limits are tested. Letting others dictate our happiness is a major issue that I have noticed not only in myself, but in those around me as well. Why do we let it happen? Is the thought of actually enjoying to work for someone else completely dictated by their management style, leadership techniques, and emotional intelligence levels? Or is it dictated by how much money you make and how much value you bring to the organization? A little bit of both? Yet, when work ends and we all go home at the end of the evening, morning, or afternoon, we usually forget about our boss's leadership qualities that we dislike or admire, and we move on with our lives. So why do so many of us let others dictate how we feel about ourselves, both personally and professionally? Sure, we're afraid of losing it all to some degree or not having enough money to pay the rent, but why do we let fear dictate us at times when we need courage the most? Is it that powerful fear? Maybe we like being afraid. Fear seems to be pretty ingrained into our system, so maybe it naturally brings out the bravery in us all. And I wouldn't be too surprised if that was the case. However, there's a major difference between the acknowledgement of fear and the paralysis it can carry on a personal level. So I want you to try something. Think about some things that bring you fear and write them out. All start, failure of bankruptcy, a trapped mentality, loss of desire, loss of passion, loss of key friendships, neglect, an authoritative boss, ego, war, hate, violence, relying on others for everything, death, growing old and losing touch, etc., etc. Most people don't like sharing their fears. Many mantras preach never to show it, but I am a firm believer in showing vulnerability to gain trust. Let it all out there, folks. I'm a firm believer in that too, actually. Vulnerability, be vulnerable. The coaches and bosses throughout the years that I never clicked with were always the ones too afraid to show their vulnerabilities and fears. We are all humans and we are all afraid. While some believe that showing vulnerability and admitting our weaknesses is in fact weak, I would urge you to think just the opposite. By being completely open to failure and risk, we open ourselves and all of our doors to the endless possibilities that we face in this life and the next. My coaches that were too afraid to admit their weaknesses were never fully able to coach. My teachers the same. My bosses too. Once we stop putting our happiness and dreams into the hands of others and let our guards down, good things can start to happen. Walls break down, doors... So now I'm confused because... She's let her guard down and he has the power to make her feel like a monster in just a flick of his finger. I mean, that might be hyperbole when you say it like that, but that's what the song lyrics are. So I can only assume she's being honest. Let's just be on this journey towards 100 And not even towards 100, in the 100. We are in the 100. We are on the journey. It's not like we're going to get to 100. I'm realizing slowly that it's not like we're going to get to 100 and be like, ah, solved, life figured out, here we are. It's not going to be like that. We are in the 100, and the journey is the journey. Like, the journey is the point. So instead of allowing anyone across the booth from you to dictate how you let yourself feel about yourself or how you look at yourself I took the advice from Light Mind on Monday, I took the advice, and I created a list of 100, I did a 100 list, and I'm going to read it here, so turn it off now if you want, but this is 100 things I like about myself, and it is hard to do a list of 100 things, and you have to do it all at once, and you just have to kind of go stream of conscious, so I'm redacting some things that I wrote, just to be aware, because there's things that I'm not, I mean, I'm vulnerable, pretty much, but I'm not, there's some things I don't want to Share, but I wanted to share in the list. So, anyway, this is the list of 100 things I like about myself. And it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard list. And I urge you to do the same thing, too. And then when someone looks at you across the booth and says, You monster, and they call you a monster and they make you feel like a monster, then you can look back at your list and say, I'm not a monster. Because one, I'm driven. Two, I work hard. Three, I can make things happen from idea to fruition. Four, I have nice eyebrows. Five, I'm friendly most of the time. Six, I'm a good gifter, like giving gifts. Seven, I try to be a good gifter, which is different than being a good gifter. I try to be one and that's important too. But that also means number eight, that I care about people's emotions. Number nine, I'm a decent director. 10, I've done a lot of work. And I meant, you know what? I am reading it now back and I'm realizing like it sounds like I meant work on myself, but I meant like work. Like I've directed fifty episodes of Stallions Day Amor. I have like I've done 30 plays, whatever that is. I've done a lot of work. I've done like five hundred and fifty-two thousand episodes of Never Shut Up and Drive All Night. So I have a lot of a body of work. I have a body of work. Eleven. I have ideas. <laughs> That's something I like about myself. I like that I have ideas. In fact. I just had one now, that if it comes to fruition, I mean, I just had one earlier tonight when I was hanging out with my dear friend Jared, I had an idea that we should turn, if it doesn't come to fruition, no harm, no foul, but if it does come to fruition, you'll have heard it here first years prior, that the primer episode of... The beekeeper should be David and I in the Garden of Eden, and it should be a musical episode, right? And Jared will be writing the music for that. Wouldn't that be amazing? Okay, so anyway, that was an idea. I have ideas. Number 12, I'm a good driver, but not like classically good, you know, like street smart good. I'm like, (laughs) like I don't necessarily follow all the laws, but I get us there safely on time, and it's a ride. Number 13, I walk more now than I used to. Number 14, I'm good at Mario Kart, eight. Number 15, I remember the small details. Number 16, I'm a good editor and I meant audio, but also film. Number 17, I never explained my mustache and glasses filter on Zoom and I have never taken them off once I started. And I've never explained them. I just come into the all staff meeting with my sunglasses and my mustache on and with a high turnover of staff, I'm sure a lot of people think I'm bizarre, but it's fine, I don't care. Number 18, because I'm a good boss, Number 19, I'm a good teacher. Number 20, the kids seem to like me, and kids are a good sign whether or not like, you're a trustworthy a person. You can tell through a kid's eyes. Number 21, I'm trying to be a better person in my life. Number 22, I'm accountable for most of my errors. Number 23, I pay my bills. Number 24, I've never been late on rent. Number 25, I'm learning my own boundaries. Number 26, I'm always ready to go out, girl. Number 27, I know I'll finish this list, even though it's hard for me right now to come up with things I like about myself, but I know I'll finish the list, and I did. Number 28, I am nice to children. Number 29, I like dogs. Number 30, I can see myself in a world picture, which means I have a vision and a sense of where I am as a relation to the world like I didn't just grow up in a small town and stay there forever like I can see myself out in the world and that's important number 31 I'm protective of my boyfriend fiercely so number 32 I have long lasting friendships number 33 I can carry a tune fine I can carry a tune fine I'm not like the world's best singer but I can carry a tune you see I can carry a tune fine number 34 I have no desire to act (laughs) (laughs) And that is the greatest gift I've ever been blessed with. I do not want to act. Number 35, I'm a good sound designer, which is different than a good editor. That's why that's different. Number 36, I can very easily sense someone's bullshit. Absolutely. Number 37, I'm honest about my thoughts, which came from that idea because I can sense their bullshit and I'm not. Go. I'm not gonna pretend I don't. So that's two things. Number 38, I'm not fake. See, I was thinking about a certain person and I was just like putting it out there. Number 39, I'm a completist. I've watched 24 seasons of Big Brother plus three celebrity seasons and the one over the top season and now we're starting Big Brother Canada, it's fine. Number 40, I take my vitamins almost every day. Number 41, I'm more open now to people's personal journeys than I used to be. Like I, and, and I specifically was thinking about marijuana, especially drugs and stuff. I used to be super closed off to it. Now I'm more open to their personal journeys now, because this doesn't affect me. Do you. And I'm living in my do you era. Number 42, I'm a good cook. Number 43, I have a decent knowledge of Tori Amos. Number 44, I'm open to trying new things. Number 45, I've seen a lot of Tori Amos shows. That's when I remember Tori. Number 46, I moved out of the house when I was 18, which means slash I'm independent. Number 47, I came out when I was 15, or it could have been 14, but I think I was 15. I officially came out at 15, but I was wrestling with it. Because I think it was October actually when I was 15. It was definitely the fall semester. It was October, I'm almost positive. I must have been coming out to myself when I was 14. Anyway, number 48, I have good taste in music. Number 49, I'm committed to my choices, whatever they may be. (laughs) Number 50, I have a full head of hair. And also, it's thick. Number 51, I like my artistic eye. Number 52, I'm a generous tipper. That's like the worst sin. If you don't tip well, don't take me out for dinner. Number 53, I read a lot. Number 54, I'm generally up for an adventure. Number 55, I can manage a tour. Number 56, I can manage an event. Number 57, I have a good eye for the details. Number 58 is redacted. Number 59, it's also redacted. 60, I have nice hands. Number 61, I can tell a good story. Number 62, I'm a good listener though. Number 63, I'm a decent photographer. I'm no Catherine McManus, but I'm working on it. Number 64, I can sometimes draw fine. Number 65, (laughs) see... I just was like looking around my house for things that I can do well and I like I saw just like shadows of my past all these projects that I've tried like I have like this mini lab and I never learned how to use it I look over there's my ukulele that I tried to learn how to play for a little while I couldn't put any of those on the list but I can sometimes draw fine number 65 I'm paying my financial obligations meaning I'm paying off my credit card debts number 66 I'll be there for you I will be there for people. Number 67. Oh, this is nice. I understand the I understand the leisurely appeal of baseball. <laughs> Number 68. I call Julie Chen Moonves, Jesus Christ Moonves, and I love that about myself. (laughs) Number 69, because you know why? She's always constantly trying to talk about God. Someone will win, big brother, and then she's like, and was it Jesus Christ that gave you the strength to get through the house? No! It was the promise of $750,000, Julie, JC Moonves, Jesus Christ Moonves. (laughs) Anyway, number 69, I'm better alone than I used to be. Number seven, I'm not afraid of therapy. Number 71, I'm not intimidated by authority. Like, I will speak out. Number 72, I don't start fights when I'm drunk, generally. Not everybody would agree with that, but I generally don't start fights when I'm drunk. 73, I'm going to Canada, and I like that about myself and my journey. Number 74, I do great horror makeup, or I can do great horror makeup. I don't always, but I can do. Number 75, I'm decently traveled. Number 76, I have a big life insurance policy. I like that about me because it makes me feel that even after I'm gone, the people that I love will be taken care of. Number 77, I purchase music that I like on Bandcamp. Number 78, I share new music with people. Number 79, I have a great sense of humor. Number 80, I like my earnestness. Number 81, when I let people in, I like that it surprises them who I really am. Which means that 82, I like my professionalism. (laughs) So they don't see my party side unless I let them in. Number 83, my ability to function well on little sleep. Number 84, I like that I'm not a hoarder. Number 85, I like my passion. 86, my vision. 87, my speed. 88, being a Virgo. 89, knowing that I will take care of the people that I love. Number 90, I like my verbal and my written skills. Number 91, I like my name, Ephren Junior. It's a fine name. I used to hate it so bad. But Junior, I love that last name. I've always, even when I hated Ephren, I've loved the last name Junior, And I've gotten to, like, Ephren. It's no Ethan, is what I used to call myself. It's no Ethan. It's Ephren. It's fine. There's no one else out there named E. Jr. and you can count on it. You can take that to the bank. Number 92, my place in the lives of others most of the time. I really like my place in the lives of others. Or like being, having a place in the lives of others. Meaning, it's more than like... It's it's being seen and seeing and being witnessed. Because what are we if not witness to each other? There was a beautiful passage I read in the book that I read, like not too long. Oh, we never finished talking about that. It was like how to be in a relationship like an adult or yeah like how to have the emotional intelligence of an adult in a relationship or being an adult in relationships that's what it's called and there was a beautiful quote that i we should get back to talking about that that was a really good book anyhow was it that book there was a quote that was about like what are we if not here to witness the lives of others and being in a relationship with someone is really just saying that i unequivocally choose to witness you and I'm excited about the prospect of the future of witnessing you, basically. Like, I want to see your life. I want to be a witness to your life. That's beautiful to me. And so I like number 92, my place in the lives of others. Being witness to others and having a place in the lives of others. Number 93, sometimes I like my voice. Believe me, not all the time. Number 94, I like that my need to please is not translated into a demand for others to please me. Like, I have this strong need to please others. I have a need A desire to make sure that they're pleased with me, but that doesn't translate into me demanding that they please me or that I have to be pleased with them because it's something that we do, I think, to ourselves that we don't give ourselves that grace maybe, but I don't need others to work hard to please me. I like that. That's what I like. I like my big toes. I was struggling. This was number 95. I like my big toes. I do. Only the big ones, though. Not the other ones. So 2 out of 10, not bad. Number 96, I like my handwriting. Number 97, I like the color I painted my office at work. You know why? Because it makes me calm. I like... <laughs> I guess that is... I like I like that I'm so easily influenced by color. Number 98, I like how I go to bat for others. Absolutely. I try to, anyway. Number 99 i like my life fine i like my life 100 i also like my journey like it's taken me a while to get here to this place where i feel right now where no one i don't care anyone like i'm actually it's funny because i'm recording this much like tori recorded her song I'm recording. She was singing into a mic, I'm speaking into a mic. The parallels are, we're basically the same person. And she was looking across through a window, presumably at the booth where Mark Hawley was sitting. And he, with a flick of his finger, can say and make her feel however. And I am sitting in my little aquarium, looking across at the building across from me. And there are people in those windows and nothing that they say or do is going to have any bearing on how I feel about myself. And it didn't always used to be like that. And I will just share one piece of my life with you that I arrived at and I'm arriving at right now as I get to 100 I like my journey like the journey like this mental health crisis that I had this sort of uh, real bad breakdown that I had in 2021 based around the fact that I had slept with someone who I was in love with I didn't realize I was in love with this person and after sleeping together realized that I was And it didn't, it wasn't the same for that person. And then it just got worse and worse. And it was really just a dark night of the soul for several nights of me trying to find what I meant to people and what I meant, what like my place was in this fucking enormous world. Like, who am I and what am I to people? And like finding that. And like when I confronted that, it was really, really dark. And what have I made of my life? And what have I made? Like, what what are my relationships? It was just a lot of, it was a lot to handle. And then like personally, things were going south with that friend. And at a certain point, this person that was so very, very dear to me for so very long, as one of my closest people in my life, stopped speaking to me because of my own actions, because of things that I had done, sure. But still, that really rocked my foundation. And at that moment, I've never been more wild way. I've never had a lower opinion of myself than this person not speaking to me made me feel. And so I get, I do feel like I understand someone having that power over you and you can't really do anything about it. Like you can try not to, and you can make a list of a hundred things that you like about yourselves and reasons that you deserve to be on this planet and reasons that fuck everyone else. But in the thick of it, you know, I've been in the thick of it where it's like, this person really destroyed my sense of self and i feel like now all of that is turned positive into positive markers in my life that i can actually like define and say like i am good as a person i believe in myself you know i got through a really tough situation and i didn't end it all even though i wanted to i didn't do it and i got through it and that is something i like about myself you know I like that I stuck it out. I like that I believed in something greater for myself and that I was worthy of being here and worthy of like more than what this fucking person treated me or used me as or like treated me as or stopped speaking to me for. And that hurt, I feel like that hurt will always be there. The issues will always be there, but I know that I can work through them personally for myself and for my future. I feel very good about that. And as we're coming to the end of the year, only two more shows. For 2023, as we're working to the end of the year, I'm realizing that this person who stopped speaking to me really did me a favor, honestly, because when someone is looking at you across the booth and they have a low opinion of you, or they do make you feel like a monster, there's nowhere to go but up, you know, there's nowhere to go but up. I guess that's not entirely true. You can, you know, you can really go down to the pit, but I had no choice but to reconstruct a picture of myself that I could live with. And I had to start with fucking therapy, you know? And so I'm, I don't know. Putting I like my journey at number 100 is important to me. That like where I'm at right now, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going. But I really hope never to let anyone's opinion of me drag me back down like that. And I'm so happy to have learned that so young, you know? I have have my whole life in front of me, you know? My 30s are gonna be a breeze. Anyway, I don't hate you, I love you. And I really appreciate you listening to the show and I will talk to you tomorrow. And I will, (laughs) you know what? We threw a, a, a winter, Oh, I'm sorry, I was gonna say holiday party. We can't say holiday party at my work. We threw a winter party. So there's this committee at work that throws the yearly winter party. They're called the fun midi. And guess who's the chair of that fun midi? Me, because I, number 101, love that I'm fun. <laughs> anyway, this major winter party, people said it was the best one we've ever had. I brought in mariachis. And the truth about those mariachis that I brought in, I met one of them at Precinct. I just followed him on Instagram. And he's like, booking for Christmas. I'm like, come to my work. Work party. Anyway, people love the mariachis. People, we had like a whole gifting suite. There was pub trivia that I hosted as Chuck Woolery. And the moment I said it, I was like, fuck, no one even remembers Chuck Woolery. These people are young. So am I. Chuck Woolery, who? I didn't just say that. Anyway, it was a good time. And so I've been a little stressed out. So, Detour is coming next. We might not get through the 12 pods of Christmas. We might get to 10. And you know what? That's because I plan December as if I didn't have a love life. Like the other years of my life, I have a love life now, and I have a relationship that I would like to nurture, and I'm going to Canada, so I might not get to Spring Haze and Oceans because I don't want to release half-assed episodes. You don't understand. These episodes are super important to me. They have to be—everything has to be right. The right guests, the right piece in the middle by Shaggy, it has to be right, and I have something very important that I want Shaggy to read on the Spring Haze episode, but he's not available at the moment because he's busy. It's Christmas and retail season. Did you know that? Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope you don't hate me for getting only through 10 pods of Christmas. Tell the others, bye.